get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Comes back to David Perron. Goal line. Wrap around Sundquist. He scores. He was was great. Uh, special teams all around was good. And um, you know the boys were blocking a ton of shots, big blocks, and one timers. Um, you know the bench was was uh, was loud too, and just good Number energy. Shed shoots. He scores. Two power play goals in the game for the Blues. I think we're we're attacking more now and. and Downhill and then trying to attack the net more often. Now off Cairo walks it in front, tries to jam it loose. There it is, a score! The long reach of Sanford gets the job done for the Blues. Their third power play goal of the game. It's been a long time coming now, uh, but obviously that's the the job of the PP and the PKs um, to to do the job that you're asked and. Uh, push your your team into a position to come out with a win, and, and that's what happened tonight. And so. the St. Louis Blues with a 3-2 win over the Ducks keep pace and pick up points in a night where every divisional team is playing. Blues win 3-2 on the road in Anaheim. Take two out of two against the Ducks. They are now on a three-game winning streak. They have won all three games so far on this six-game California road trip. With Jeremy Rutherford, who's filling in for Alex Ferrario today, I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We normally don't do this, but when you can get the president of hockey operations, Doug Armstrong, on the line, we'll do it to open up the show today. He joins us via the Brown and uh, Crouppen Celebrity line army thanks so much for the time this morning coming off of a big win for the blues last night how are you doing today very good very good thank you absolutely so let's start with this i think the biggest story coming off of last night's game was the power play success did you sense that this was coming did you see a little bit of a rebound coming from that unit uh well i know we needed it Uh, that's the bottom line is that uh, your special teams have to have to win your games on certain nights, and last night was certainly the case where they, uh, both sides of it won us that game last night, which was great to see. Army, I got a picture of you a few years ago. You're sitting in your office, and you're trying to figure out how can we help out this power play, and, and you said, you know what, there's this guy Oscar Sundquist in Pittsburgh <laughs> we could go after and, and pick up. I know he can do so many roles, but it's been so impressive what he's been able to do on the power play, and not just the net front. You know, What's it like when you can throw a guy who's like a fourth-line, third-line type grinder into a power play role and he succeeds? Well, I think I think you need different elements on a power play. Just all can't just be skill. You need you need some big bodies that will go to the net. As you said, Sonny plays a, a good net front there. And, 
you know, I, I remember back in uh, my my former job in Dallas, Darren Hatcher used to play in front of the front of the net on the power play. So you, you need different type of guys there. But it's, you know, our team is built like that, Jr. Where you have depth players that, uh, or or a group of players, all twelve that that can really fill in up and down the lineup. And uh, Sonny's doing a great job in there right now. And hopefully we get uh, Tarasenko back and uh, just keep keep adding to those units that that can uh, help us win games as as we talked about before the power play uh, you know in today's NHL the goals are hard to come by and uh, they get closer and closer as the season goes on each game so you got to make sure you have your you're clicking in that area of the game one more follow-up on that power play for you. Tory Krug last night with two assists in the game. Do you get the sense that he's feeling a little bit more comfortable now as we're getting a little closer towards the midpoint of this season? Yeah, for sure. I think every day uh, uh, you know, makes him more comfortable in our organization with his teammates. Uh, it's, you know, it's not going to be – transition's always uh, different and difficult, but uh, – I think in a pandemic, you know, away from the rink is just as hard as at the rink. And I think he's getting more comfortable. And, you know, obviously his mind is, is, is certainly at ease when, when the power play is clicking. That's a guy that uh, uh, has to touch uh, all areas of our game. But a power play is a big part of what he does for us. So uh, getting some success last night is certainly going to help. I wanted to ask you about Craig Bruby. The Blues lost 2-1 to one to L.A. Uh, last Wednesday at home. And after the game, he was pretty complimentary next day practice, great practice. And he said, hey, I like the vibe. I really do. I felt like it was really positive what he was emanating after that practice. And then you guys have won three in a row since. So my question is, I'm sure you've dealt with coaches over the years, Doug, that had a great pulse of the team, or maybe they didn't have a great pulse. What's the key to that as a coach? And, and where does Craig Bruby rank in terms of knowing how his team's feeling? Well, he certainly has a, a great feel for the players, and I think the players respect his honesty. Uh, you know, sometimes you you win games and you're not happy after because you know that you didn't you didn't execute and play at your best. And sometimes you lose games where you do everything you can do, and the other team just wins. And uh, I think Craig's got a really good feel for that part of it, where you you obviously we're, we're in a result oriented business where the final score is an uh, indication or the final indication. Uh, assessment of how you how your night went but i think you have to look scratch and look uh, deeper than that and craig does a great job of of making sure the guys understand when things are going well and, and how to how to keep them going we're talking to doug armstrong president of hockey operations for your st louis blues here on 101 espn army jordan bennington it was the first time in his career that he's lost three straight starts i wanted to ask you about his bounce back performance last night what what does it say about him that after a little bit of adversity and uh, the the end of the game, however he left on Saturday night, that he was able to play so well once again last night? Well, that's been his his uh, mo in his whole career is just bouncing back after after uh, losses, and uh, I didn't know that stat actually. So that's <laughs> uh, impressive that that he's he's played that long and had that uh, that. Uh, you know, not lost that many in a row, but there was no question he was going to play well, and we just had to score enough to to allow him to do his job. And last night we did, but um, I wasn't surprised or I wasn't concerned at all that he wasn't going to be a, a good player for us when he got back in the net. Another impressive player uh, lately has been Zach Sanford, and I know Army. A lot's been uh, said about his uh, confidence level. Craig Ruby talked about it the other day, uh, but it, it certainly is up right now. Six goals in his last nine games. Obviously, you've been able to assess, you know, Zach Sanford for the past couple of years. Just what do you think is working for him when he's playing like he is right now? I think he's just uh, quicker on his on his feet, and and he goes to the net. Uh, like go, that goal last night is one where. 
you, you know, it's you have to score within four or five feet of the net in this league uh, every once in a while if you want to score goals. And and when he was when he's in that area, he's he's a very effective player. And um, the, our situation right now, Jr. With the injuries, you you need players to to understand the the ability and the moment that's there. And, and he's done that. And uh, it only makes us a deeper team when we get everybody back. But he's a, he's a guy that we think should should produce more like he's producing now uh, on a regular basis. And if he can do that, he's he's going to have himself a really uh, uh, excellent, uh, you know, eight to 10 years. Yeah. And then obviously with the injuries you have right now, you, you need bodies and the coaches see him on an everyday basis. But over the years, I've seen players where maybe they'd had a bad stretch. You, you sit him out, maybe you play him on a lower line or something like that. But this coaching staff seems to put a lot of faith into Zach Sanford. So uh, it seems like everybody sees something there and, and you hope it to be more consistent. But do you believe that the faith in the coaching staff behind Zach Sanford is why we see stretches of, of the way he's playing? I think so. And also I think that the coaches see things maybe away from the the bottom line stat sheet, goals, assist points that, that he does well for us. You know, kills penalties, uh, touches different parts of our game that, that aren't quite as sexy. So I, I think there's a belief in there that he can help us if he's not just scoring. But <laughs> right now we need him to score and he's helping that way too. Army, how do you get that out of him more consistently? Is there, is there anything you can touch on that would uh, help him get the most out of that consistently how do you get that out of him uh i i think at his age now that's just that's internal uh, i don't i don't think you can have a you know the coaches give him a game plan but at, at some point when you when you have all the information you just do it you do it or you don't do it and i think he's at that part of his career i don't think it's coaching anymore now it's just uh you know the the attitude that you bring to the rink and the professionalism uh, you bring uh shows up on a day-to-day basis Army, I think a lot of people uh, say that you win all your trades and landslides, you know, Shen for Latero, O'Reilly for that big package, but Dakota Joshua for future considerations, that might be up there, huh? Yeah, that one was one where uh, Toronto just wasn't going to be able to sign the player, and uh, I called Keith the Chuck. I give him full 100% credit on that one where I, I said, is he, is he worth calling Toronto over? And uh, he said, yeah, he liked him. He saw him in college hockey, and uh so we called and we were able to get him for for because they were going to sign him. Uh, we were able to get him, and I, I talked to Keith after. I said that's a that's a hell of a signing. You know, we have we spent a lot of draft picks and a lot of different guys, and uh, you know he's already got a goal. So <laughs> he's on that one. You know, it makes me curious about how much work goes into. Uh, you know, learning more about those depth guys. And there you said that you talked to Keith Kachuk about him. I mean, a lot of us uh, fantasy GMs, we go to the waiver wire, we find a name that we like and we pick him up. But how much work staff-wise actually goes into uh, finding guys like Dakota Joshua? Uh, well, there's a ton, obviously. you, you We have a huge staff, a pro and amateur, and they're, they're always out watching games. Uh, and you, you that's, that's how you find, like, I, I think that, the, the normal way to that what you're talking about, Jerry, is you look at what someone has done in the past and, and decide if they're a good or bad player. Our job is to find out what they're going to do in the future <laughs> and and uh, assess what they might be. So it's a uh, it, it takes a village to to build a hockey team, and uh, you have to have, have people that are willing to do the stuff behind the scenes that nobody ever hears about or sees, and uh, that, that's what makes you a good team. You know, you, we talked about. Uh, Sunquist earlier, that was 100% Kevin McDonald. You know, he he followed him, he watched him, he knew him from uh, thought he was a late developer. Or go, you go back to our amateur draft, we we liked him. We were he was on our draft list. We just missed him, and then uh, as another late developer, and then he gets to us, and he had, you know, he had been 
through his development, and he got here. He's been a good player ever since. So you you, you need to you need to people out on the fields and out in the field uh, doing that work. And it's not sexy and it's not a lot of fun, but it's uh, rewarding for those guys when they see players uh, excel. Army has one more follow up on the young guys that have had so much success: Dakota Joshua, Nathan Walker, in particular. Do you sense that those guys have brought an energy, a renewed energy to that locker room, seeing them play the way that they have, especially with the other night, Dakota Joshua, first career game, first career goal. How does that impact the locker room going into these games right now? I, th- I think it, it brings energy. I mean, they're excited. They they know this is an opportunity for them to uh, uh, create a, a resume at the NHL level, and they, they bring that in there they, every, every day, every practice. Um, you know, on the first game one, like uh, Kyle Clifford, I, I got to give him a ton of credit. Just watching him on these road trips, uh, uh, bring these younger players in and give them support and, and talk to them and, and how he encourages them. And then to to be part of the first goal for, for uh, Dakota was great. And I, I think that, you know, when it's the first time or, the, or a new experience for somebody uh, coming up, there, there's that energy that they bring. And, and I think that uh, everyone feeds off of that. All right, Army, we can't let you go without asking you about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Craig Bruby said a couple days ago that he would play on this six-game road trip. There's three games left, so we expect to see him soon. I know you addressed this a couple days ago with the media, but for our listeners, just expectations for Vladimir Tarasenko as, you know, I did the math, 15th game in 600 and some odd days uh, that he will play in his next game with the Blues. So what are the expectations? Well, I think it goes back to what we just talked about. You, you know, people are going to expect they, they're going to look at the resume and expect that player to be the first guy, you know, that they see. And and I think we we're hoping that he gets back to that level quickly. But we, you know, we're going to support him, and we understand it's going to be a a process. Uh, you know, it's one thing to, to skate with your teammates and 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 shoot with a uh, with friendly fire. Uh, now he's going to have to do it with uh, unfriendly fire and. So we're going to be patient with him. We know we're a better team when he plays, uh, even if it takes him a little bit of time to get back to to where he was. And uh, we're going to support him and do the best we can. But we're not we're not expecting him to to start where he finished. But the sooner he can get to to where he was, uh, the better it'll be for everybody. Army timing wise, is it valuable for you guys that I mean, you have the game on Monday night and then you don't play again until Friday. Being able to have a little bit of a stretch there without having too many games is that valuable for a guy like Tarasenko coming back after having so much time off uh not nearly as valuable as for everybody else uh, you know I, I think when you when you've played as much as we have played uh you know you're, you're gonna really uh want to absorb those uh, extra couple of days to, to rest your body and your mind I think Vladdy once he gets going he's gonna want to keep playing to, to stay in uh to stay in that rhythm uh but uh, it's one of the reasons we were able to play that seven game series versus Arizona because if you if you if we didn't play any then then all of a sudden your schedule gets so condensed later on we're hoping that uh, even through all of our injuries it's good to keep playing because other teams are going to have to play I, I thought I saw a stat where Dallas and Minnesota played uh, forty games in seventy days yeah. you know uh, so I'm glad we don't have to do that it's, it's our schedule isn't easy but it's not like that and. When you, when you play that amount, uh, you know, just the likelihood of, of, of injuries creeping in and things like that. So I, I'm hoping that we could be two ships passing in the night with some of these teams where as we're starting to get healthy, uh, you know, they, they may they may get the injury bug themselves because of the amount they're playing. So, uh, But what with Vladdy, I think once once he starts playing, he's going to want to keep, keep that ball rolling. Last question that I've got for you, Army, is there any update on any of the other injured guys right now? 
No, I gave a sort of a State of the Union the other day, and uh, nothing else has really changed. Said Tarasenko coming back uh, by a country mile before the other guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we are with that. <laughs> Army, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us today. All the best to you and the family, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That is Doug Armstrong, president of Hockey Operations for your St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN.